Cryptoholics. Welcome to Synthaholics. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Today you have myself, Aaron O'Brien, and David Duncan. Hello, Dave. Hey, how's it going? Oh, pretty good, you know. We're living on Dune, you know. Pour some sugar on me. (laughs) In the name of Mordib. Mordib. Mordib, put some sugar on my body. Put some sugar on my body instead of murdering me, please. Today we are in Dune, we're in chapter 44 and 45, and things are... About to get kinky. Getting, like, speeding up, but also they get really weird here for a minute, so... Uh, so... We start off with the, uh, all the tribes are getting together, and they all just want Paul to kill Stilgar. Murder him! Burn the witches! He's not our leader anymore. You are. Well, Stilgar's still my friend, and he taught me a lot of things. Kill him anyway. Pour some sugar on him. (laughs) And then feed him to the worms. Yes. Um, So, it's kind of weird, and, you know, it's it's a weird, it's like a... It's a bizarre fever dream of a sequence. Well, it's but it's, apparently it's, they've been planning this all in the background, like the like the last couple chapters. They've been kind yeah, of they alluding keep talking, to yeah, they this keep talking about it. Yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so um, and also Jessica, his mom, is there. So there, so to set the scene, uh, there's uh, a, like I think it's called Bird Cave, or, or I think that's where they're located, and they are all gathered. All these tribes are gathering in this area and uh paul is up on the, like a rock up uh, uh outcropping with jessica and stilgar and other people in their circles the way this is like laid out this makes me think of the scene from the movie where he's like i will train 10 or 100 and then the hunting will train the hundreds that remain or whatever you know like yeah I, I think this the way this scene is described it makes me think of that scene in the movie even though it is it, i think it's based off it for sure even yeah. though like nothing happens remotely similar yeah it's it's very it's it's it calls back to that but um yeah so uh jessica has some mess uh message uh a cylinder message that's in her robes and she uh she gives that to Paul, so this is what she has right now. Um, it's one of those old and, time like uh, records that are a cylinder. You got to stick out the little needle on it; it spins. Yeah, that's, a, that's what they are. Yeah. <laughs> the old time cylinder <laughs> records. That's right. Classics. Um, the old classics. What's uh, what's ancient is new again. Right, and um, so they're they're all by this ledge, and Stilgar's there, and. Uh, Jessica even thinks that she, you know, we can't lose um, Stilgar. He's too good of a you know, leader and a person to, you know, for the tribes to be without. You showed me um, what to do with my wiener. <laughs> I can't kill him. That was pretty cool. Stick it in the worm's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it bit it off. 
idiot. It grows back. Oh, it does? Even bigger than last time? Sweet. Um, anyway, so she, uh, so there, so even while she's there and she's kind of like entering into the scene, one of the Paul's companions are like, are you going to call him out, Modib? Now's the time for sure. You think, uh, they'll think you're a coward if you, and then like Paul goes, who dare calls me a coward? And then he almost pulls his, uh, Chris knife out. But, um, so they're just like chomping. Shedded Mape skulls in the coward. <laughs> yeah, coward. Shedded <laughs> Mapes does. Hear me again, why don't you? Um... So they just chop out of the bit for him to kill Stilgar. They just like this is like blood sport the 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 cult. It's like cussy blood. Yeah, I know. So They're like Klingons, it's like kill the captain, become the captain yourself. I know it's like Terrans too. Yeah, um, like Terrans. Yeah. Um. So it, while he starts addressing the crowd, he basically is like you know, um, he's he's using Bene Gesserit. And he's actually using the voice at the same time. Using the voice, yes. It's like Jar Jar Binks in the in the Attack of the Clones, like telling everyone to elect a ch- chancellor for yeah, emergency I know, powers. Right? Using the force on them all. Um. So anyway, so while he's going, he's basically saying, um, "Do you smash your knife before battle?" I say this as a fact, not a meaning of boaster challenge. There isn't a man here, Stilgar included, who can stand against me in single combat. Uh, this is on Stilgar's admission. He knows it, and so so did you all. So there's like I could kill anybody here, um, and and so he goes on. So he's he's saying this. So um, with my legs tied behind my head, I could <laughs> kill you all. Um, so Paul basically takes out this message that uh, Jessica gave him and says, "This is a message uh, cylinder," and he says, "It's been taken by the Harkonnens courier." So it's, it can be authenticated. And it's basically uh, addressed to Ravan saying that um, his request for, request for new troops have been denied and the spice harvest is far below quota and he must wring more spice out of Arrakis with the people he has. So this is the plan that we heard way back, a couple chapters back, where uh, Thufur told um, uh, the Baron Vader, uh, uh, Vladimir Harkonnen to basically starve out uh, Raban to make him look awful. And then they'll put... um, Thufur's just playing him like a fiddle. Yeah, that's right. So so Paul's like, now says, um, he goes, uh, how how many of you see what this means? Stilkar saw it immediately and somebody shouts out, they've been cut off. And so that's exactly what it is. So he, then he brings out his father uh, ducal signet ring, and then he says he's never worn it, but this is his rifle fief, and he put his ring on his, his fist, and, and then um, he's basically, I'm I'm going to be the ruler here. So I'm now that's... Green Lantern! <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, so... Uh, uh, and then he uh, has Stilgar give him uh, his Chris knife, and then he performs basically a knighting ceremony with Stilgar, saying, hey... Uh, you're going to serve me now, and everyone goes crazy for it. So, um, and you still, Gar gets to leave. And they're going to go yes, kill Harkonnens. They're going to go kill Harkonnens. So, and then uh, the scene kind of shifts over. Paul brings his mother to these uh, smaller chambers and tells her to wait. And he has a surprise for her. And who is it? It's your old pal, Gurney Halleck. Hey, Gurney, how's it going? What are you doing with that knife, Gurney? Why is it pointing to my back, Gurney? 
Why would it point yes. to your back? I guess that's where your wet-ass so, pussy is, right? In your back? <laughs> no, 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 no. Gurney, you have much to learn. So Gurney uh, is... It's still under the pretense that Jessica was the person who portrayed uh, Duke Leto in the House of Trades. So, um, yeah, he learned that from some of the Harkonnens, if I'm thinking correctly. Um, well, because that was always the Harkonnen, like, by Yeah, they, they, they fed him that line, right, yeah. So, um... Thufer knows Paul- it, or Thufer's heard the byline. Everyone... Sort of the mind. like no one suspects poor Doctor Yui, even though Doctor Yui's been dead for quite a long time. Quite some time, over three years now. He's got to be just. Well, he, he died like the same day as Duglito, so yes. Got to be just bones. So, anyways, uh, so uh, Paul is just basically like, Gurney, what the hell are you doing to my mom?" <laughs> He's like, "I'm going to kill her because she's a traitor." And so they have to basically say, "I have evidence, Gurney, but it's not here with me." I have basically the note from Dr. Yui saying, writing, totally confessing everything. It's in this crashed ornithopter like, that I crashed three years ago somewhere. And so um, he doesn't like, and Gurney's actually just like, you're, he says, if I even hear you use the voice, I'm going to stab your mom. Uh, and if you move against me, I'll, you know. So anyways, I'll kill your mom. So he finally, they finally get through to him basically saying that, you know, my mom was devastated by my father's death and uh i heard her cry you know many nights over what happened so um and he convinces gurney that he you know that he had the wrong information so and then gurney's and, like kill uh, me now let's do the skill guard kill skill me guard for kill being me. such an idiot kill the so, idiots kill the them. idiots so because he's so embarrassed because of what he did. But so they they say, we're not going to kill you, Gurney. Go grab your go grab your guitar and start playing some music. So Play some wet-ass pussy for us, Gurney. <laughs> There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes. So while... Do the Gilbert Godfrey edition, please, Gurney. So, yeah, I know. When, um, when Gurney is out uh, in, the, in the little uh, area with um, Jessica, uh, somebody comes in or someone's outside and um, Paul steps out for a moment and then he just decides he's going to just drink the water of life. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? I mean, it's the weirdest timing too. Like it just sort of like, you know, if I'm going to go to war, well, he realizes too, that his tolerance to the spice is at this point where, he can't, he, can't, get a, he can't get a good enough high from all the spice. Yeah, he He's just constantly eating and breathing. Yeah, he can't see the future or different outcomes anymore. It's kind of like it's 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 plateauing off. So the only way is I'd next spice is pizza, head spice pie, yeah, head spice latte, nothing. So, uh, yeah. So he's basically like, oh. You're gonna have to uh, basically just drink this stuff, and that'll be it. He should, he should just start like like biting the heads off of baby worms and just like squirting out all the guts. Yeah, because <laughs> water and, life is like it's concentrated, but it's not as concentrated as just like a baby worm. I guess, yeah. You could just drink the, out of the baby baby worms' blood, like just bite the head off. We of have like Ozzy Osbourne bat. style, like we bite the head off a bat. Um. So, uh, and that's where we leave him there, but then we jump to the next chapter, and Chani's coming out of the south, where she was watching 
her baby Leto the second and Aaliyah and they uh, she she's brought there by Ornthopter which even it, it talked about in the beginning here that Jessica wasn't even allowed that because they didn't want um, to risk her being shot down and um, but this is important so she takes this trip and she's escorted into the caves and she has this like long drawn out pleasantry with Jessica and she just wants to like shake the shit out of Jessica like why am I here what's wrong with Paul and what finally, isn't wrong with Paul so finally Jessica goes like well he kind of did something weird I think he's been poisoned but we're not sure and this is where uh, Chani basically uh, figures out that Paul oh she Jessica's tested him that he's he is alive. He just seems like he's almost dead. And uh, mostly Chani, dead is partly alive. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, um, Chani realizes that he uh, he's taken the water of life, and so he wants Jessica to have the, take the water of life and just tra- take a little bit of it. And once she drinks it, somehow Paul just wakes up from his uh, coma like or death like uh, sta- uh, state status. And then. And Paul's like, yeah, I've only been here for like five seconds. I'm so good. Water of Life is just my new thing. I'm so it's like, good. How did I get this full beard? Hmm. The Water of Life just accelerates all your hair growth. <laughs> my balls are hairy. Um, so, Paul then. You know, she still got shaved his pubes and then glued them to your face, <laughs> <laughs> like Cartman. <laughs> it was like kind of a practical joke, but yeah, we didn't yeah. realize you were actually in a coma. Um, as all that whole trying to kill him, but Jessica then realizes that her son is the true Quizahadrak, the one who could be in many places at once. And uh, Paul establishes this telepathic uh, connection between him and his mom and um paul then tries to take his mother into the uh bad place that the reverend mothers don't want to see in it the Uh, scary door it's basically you know uh almost knocks her unconscious and she's like i can't take it anymore and stumbles away the pain yeah put your head in the box put your head inside the box what's in the box so then, and this is where it gets weird, because um, he's like, can you see the future? And she, he goes, no, but I can see the present. And this is uh, what's really weird. He goes, not only do I see the present, I, I, I mean, I see with the present, but I see everything. And right now I see guild ships up in space, and they have... Uh, the emperor, the Shaddam, um, up in the up up there with the Baron Harkonnen, and uh, how many Sardaukar? Oh, five legions of Sardaukar warriors up there, and they're just waiting to come down to attack us. And uh, so and it's like, well, I guess we're uh, going to we're going to go to war now. So with with the emperor, with the emperor and the Sardaukar warriors, and that's basically how it drops off there. I don't know, Dave. These were bizarre chapters. Uh, yeah, kind of weird. I mean, it was kind of cool seeing him knight Stilgar, but then just out of out of nowhere, he's like, "Yep, time to drink the water of life." Yeah, that was absolutely bizarre. Just like it came out of nowhere. There was no like yeah. pretense to it that it was going to happen. It just, it just, it just happened. 
And, you know, the movies definitely talk about, like, right away that, you know, the, the Quisahatarach has to, um, can go into the places that the Bene Gesserit can't look into. And they don't really talk about that too much in this book. They, I think they might have mentioned it once in the very beginning, I think. I like, the they don't mention it. Like, maybe, like, briefly. Yeah, and it's about it. So this is all of a sudden, like, we're going all the way back to the beginning of the chapter. And I'd be, if this is the first time reading this book without going over it so much, I don't think you'd remember that. Yeah, it's like blinking, you miss it, basically. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, this book uh, is just bizarrely written. Like, because, I mean, like, I don't know, for the first, like, three quarters of the book, like, he kept reminding you what was happening, what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then now he he stopped doing that, like, in this last fourth of the book. And he's just, like, dropping weird shit and, like, no explanation. And then he wanted to do something, too, where he wanted to create the water of death, remember? Mm-hmm. And he wanted to basically kill all the worms on all Arrakis, and that would just completely stop the, the spice production. And, and, and uh, you know... All space travel, and you like, you know, he can dis- he can he can destroy a thing, controls the thing, which right. is also, you know, off the use line of the movie. Right, right. But I mean, I'm glad he, you know, I'm I'm glad we're at the point where he takes the water of life. But um, it's in the battle. He'd been out for three weeks at that point, and the battle uh, with the Harkonnens and the Fremen had been going on for three weeks at that point. You know, so they're like they're beating the shit out of Raban and the Harkonnens. Yeah, and now and, they know uh, there's reinforcements coming. It was it was really I mean the the knighting was pretty cool. It's also kinda of awkward. <laughs> just like just like I'm gonna mind control the entire population of Raban I know, here. right? Um, yeah, exactly. Like he totally Jar Jar Binks it. Um or, yeah. <laughs> I I mean, it's cool but it was it's it was abrupt. I, I kind of thought there'd be uh, a little more ceremony to it and it was just very much like nope and he just goes in another room and goes well it's time to drink the water of life because this spice ain't doing it for me anymore yeah it was such a bizarre i don't know it's like there's very little lead up in 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 dune for a lot of well sometimes there's a shit ton of lead up and then sometimes yes! there's like no lead up at all the beginning of this book like is like tons of lead up and then all of a sudden it, it's just just starts flying by so yeah. Um, I, I wonder like, how, how high Frank Herbert was when he was writing the end of this book. <laughs> it's just really know. bizarre. It's just so weird. Like, you know, you always hear about, like, new musicians. Like, you know, they wrote some of their best music or whatever when they're high. I'm like, everyone says the first Dune is, like, the best Dune. I'm like, how high was Frank Herbert <laughs> when he was know. writing Dune? Like, especially the end parts. It's just like, I mean, it's cool, but it's just like weird and comes out of nowhere with no preamble. Well, and then in the next couple of chapters, I mean, we just get almost, almost right into the battle with the emperor. So, uh, and all their men. So, um, it's, I, this book is going to wrap up very quickly now. So yeah. I don't know. I, it's, uh, cool to see him break the tradition of the, uh, Fremen that, you know, he didn't see any need to kill Stilgar because he still needed Stilgar, part of the tribes. And uh, it was cool to see that he, uh, Gurney, kind of come to realization that Jessica didn't kill. I mean, didn't uh, betray the House of Trades and and clear her name. 
But then after that, it just goes off the rails with him just drinking the water of life, and he'd been out for three weeks. So, Gurney, when the storm hits, set off the atomics. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Let's get the so, atomics going. I don't know. Um, interesting stuff, but but that's that's where we're at. So yeah, um, after that, it's all it's all fighting from there, Dave. That's all the final battle. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. Uh, anything else you want to say? No, this is a it was a trippy ride. These two chapters, very very and, trippy. And we'll just have to, you know, uh, see how this all wraps up. But it, from what I recall, it even the last couple lines are pretty weird too of the book. So <laughs> interesting, interesting. All right, well, we guys, uh, stick with us. We are almost done with this uh, Dune chapter by chapter um, review and uh, if you have any different thoughts if we miss something or you want us to talk about something else about the book that we might not have touched on please uh, email us you can email us at synthaholics at yahoo.com you can also uh, hit us up on our facebook group facebook forward slash groups forward slash synthaholics you can talk to us there or you can uh, hit us up at on our Twitter. Our Twitter is Synthaholic Duo, so you can hit us up there. And if the show is something you want to support, please go to our Patreon, Patreon forward slash Synthaholics. Alright, Dave, next week The Emperor and the Atomics. All the Atomics. <laughs> Alright, well, guys, until next week, let your spices flow. Pour some sugar on still guys. <laughs> Well, McCoy, my boy, come mix me a drink Before the night's over, I'll puke in the sink And we'll cry till we laugh, and we'll both shit our pants You're the best drinking friend 